I'm Raul Ramirez with the Catch Wrestling Alliance, and we have a very special guest, Drew Rice, Purple Belt with Pedigo Submission Fighting. We're here actually in Pedigo, so we'll probably show some of the uh, the murals and stuff, just so you know. Uh, but Drew here, uh, he and I, we've, we've rolled several times, but you also told me that you're very interested in catch wrestling, and so you've done a lot of research on it. Uh, so we're gonna ask you all your thoughts about some awesome. of the differences. But uh, welcome, thanks Thank for you. being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Noah. Uh, the first gym I went to was South Bay Jiu Jitsu, which is run by Bob Bass, more like one of the earlier black belts, American black belts, and uh, they have a heavy influence with a lot of catch guys that come through. So fortunately, I had experience with uh, feeling what that type of game feels like very early on in Jiu Jitsu. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Oh, great. So, are you even like, uh, like, because when we first met, you mentioned that you'd seen some documentaries and you're. Oh, yeah, yeah, like for the love of catch. I remember seeing you in it, actually. Right. <laughs> and be like, I know that guy from Pedigo Open. Uh, yeah, no, that, and then anything from Josh Barnett, anything from Eric Paulson, like that, you know, because of being interested, coming from more of a wrestling, like, background, uh, I was always looking at MMA wrestlers and then you see you know like Brock Lesnar, Josh Barnett, DC and then you see who they've trained with and you see it you know eking through and then also I'm like obsessive with jiu-jitsu and so whether it's listening to like Sonny Brown breakdown from Australia he interviews a lot of guys from like like Jake Shannon or Sam Preston um, you just get exposed and then also it's like I don't know the exciting part for me with uh and well I'm sure we'll talk about this but the exciting part for me with grappling now versus like years ago because of so much proliferation on the internet of mixing of different styles uh it's really cool to see how everything's like you know wrestling judo jiu-jitsu catch wrestling all of it is kind of melding and the ones that don't look in those other places and only stay in their lane are going to get left behind really quick yeah actually i'm glad you brought that up because then we could talk about like the modern like nogi game right where it's like you have a lot of people. I say, like for example, when they when they talk about ADCC, right? They talk about like, oh, it's a it's a wrestling tournament. But um, I don't necessarily think it's exactly a wrestling tournament. But those, how you mentioned, where it's like those who are mixing wrestling more into their jujitsu game, uh, they're succeeding or they're doing better than the than the person who's kind of staying in their lane. Absolutely, it's the same as like if you're someone who's only used to competing IBJJF, you're just not going to do as well at ADCC and vice versa. Like, they're, they're completely different sports. Uh, and so trying to figure out how to mix it is uh, interesting. And even like people that, like you're saying, it's not necessarily wrestling, like some people will say, but even people that you would associate as like just guard pullers, strict jiu-jitsu types, like the Dan or Death Squad, New Wave, etc. like those guys use a ton of judo fundamentals in like their foot sweep game. Uh, they're still doing like it's just not American wrestling, but it's the same. It's all grappling, and you gotta know all of it at the end of the day. Yeah, especially if you want to succeed, right? Like, a, and regardless of rule set, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, so you and I, we we've, we've rolled several times over you know the past few months since. Uh, so, what are some of like the differences that you found with uh, like between like the even like the standard with their teaching of pedago and then like. The, the catch wrestling stuff. Yeah, so, so I'd say that I think one of the things I, the first thing is I've trained at uh, three different schools like um, 
for an extensive where it was like my full-time school. Uh, one of them was South Bay, so it's like an old school American run uh, jiu-jitsu school. Then it was like a very specific, like uh, it was an excellent school jiu-jitsu. So it's like, a, it's an alliance um, mm -hmm. affiliate. So very Brazilian jiu-jitsu gi uh, school. And then Pedigo. And the reason I like Pedigo the most is because of the fact that they do embrace like that wrestling heritage. Um, and having that mix is, in my opinion, just makes you so much better. Um, and then when rolling with like you or with uh, Tony Hua, who uh, I believe was a brown belt under Paulson, and then got his black belt from uh, Bob Bass. Um, both of you guys, it's like very, like it's very different. And the best way I can describe it is like with catch wrestlers, they're they're dangerous in positions that are not positions in jujitsu. Like I know Craig uh, Jones talks a ton in like power ride and power top and his different instructionals after working with uh, Volk because of working with these like Russian Sambists uh, and trying to find holes in their game for MMA. He talks a lot about non-scoring positions. And so like things like Turks, leg rides, stuff that are not, uh, you know, inherently scoring positions because the IBJJF doesn't award them, but are actually very controlling positions. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way, like the way that you play turtle is, uh, you know, it's very annoying because you, you're constantly, you, like, you feel like you're in a dominant position, but then you get caught with stuff like that uh, straight arm walk from back control. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Like, and it's actually another thing is like, I love, it's, it's you see it a ton at the, the top Nogi game, like people that don't play normal seatbelt, instead they go with like the same side wrist ride and then like a half Nelson on the other side because it makes you less vulnerable to stuff like that. But again, it's just the, uh, if you're not exploiting the holes that are created by different rule sets, then you're getting left behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, especially with the whole idea of like the lake turks and all that stuff. So I think, uh, most people who come from like the jujitsu background, they're thinking about like, they're not thinking turks, they're thinking like half guard, right? Right. But, so then they're thinking of the person on bottom. Uh, being in a protective and also like a, a position where they can like counter in some way, uh, and they're not necessarily thinking about the, the what the top person can do. But in wrestling, we call like those positions a, a Turk, and that's how you can roll them onto their back and get better leverage. You can pin them, or you can set up other exactly. types of like counter attacks. Exactly. That's it's you know, and people will say like it's a uh, you know. Uh, you'll definitely hear the phrase like anti-jujitsu plenty of times, which I like the, that phrase, but at the same time, it's like, it's all, you know, uh, hopefully it all is recognized as jujitsu longer term, because uh, if it's not getting adopted, if what works isn't getting adopted, then it's getting watered down. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what's your, yeah, so can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. What's your opinion on um, watching? Because I know, I know for me and other friends I know that you know, train at specifically catch wrestling places, they'll say that watching a lot of the stuff that like Craig or the DDS uh, have put out, that it's like, oh, it's just, uh, a lot of this is just them taking catch wrestling stuff and then rebranding it as though it's new. Yeah, well, that's kind of a thing that's, uh, that happens. Like you don't necessarily see, like how you mentioned, like you have like the old school jujitsu and then when uh, they, like they discover kind of some right. techniques. It kind of happened with like 10th Planet as well, like uh, years ago where Eddie Bravo got a lot of like uh, amateur wrestling techniques and made a whole system out of it. It, it. it is kind of the same thing, but 
the, the, I guess my point or my perspective would be it's like they can integrate a lot of things, but they're still not like it's still not catch wrestling. Of it's course. Actually, right? So it's like uh, it's there. It's in a way I think it's in a way you can still think of it as still jujitsu. Like their jujitsu interpretation of like wrestling or catch wrestling makes sense. So it'll still be separate. Like sometimes people will say like. Well, Cantrose is going to get uh, enveloped into jujitsu, but I think because they're still going to be doing things in a jujitsu way, then it's it's never like Cantrose will never be completely enveloped. A lot of techniques will be adopted, but of course they're still going to be like they're they're two separate things. Of course, I think the yeah because of the pin for sure. Like yeah. that's a big part of it. Like and that's one thing I will say is like one of my favorite parts with uh, thinking about it again is. Like, I'll help teach classes at South Bay Jiu-Jitsu still, um, and one thing that I like is Craig and others have talked a lot about, but Craig especially before, uh, recently has talked a ton about, uh, um, like, the the joking thing that Derek Lewis always says, of, like, just stand up, yeah, yeah. and Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work, um, where he's using a lot of, like, wrestling fundamentals, even just from folk style, you know, where it's like, yeah. stand up, fight the hands, hip yeah. heist, um, and, you know, it's a really good, no matter what, I think training in a mind, like most of the time in jiu-jitsu, it's like if you're training in specific rules, it's usually like you're doing a sweep pass submit drill where you're following IBJJF, you know, points rules. Um, that's one of the things that made me really get interested in a lot of the catch stuff was the idea of, okay, guys, we're going to train with a pin. You know, so it's not it's not the same as training catch wrestling, but you know the idea of like let's train with a pin to force people to be more proactive on bottom because uh, that's more realistic for MMA. Like it, you know, if, 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 now also I'm biased because I like wrestling a lot, so like, I think. But it's I think um, that's one of the things that annoys me with when it comes to jiu-jitsu rules. It's like the specifically IBJJF stuff where it's like okay. Uh, I can jump close guard on you, but you can't slam me. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like I have to respect this position where you're, you know, completely vulnerable, absent of the rule set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're saying it's like, yeah, it's like a, making it where it's like advantageous for one person, but it's not fair to yeah. block the other person from like responding in a way. The obvious, like <laughs> jumping guard is way more dangerous than jumping guard is way more dangerous than getting slammed in close guard. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen way more horrific injuries one direction than the other, at least. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's my that's my biased opinion. But I also I don't like getting stuck in close guards. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also too with what you said earlier about the whole idea with pins and stuff. Yeah, it will make you more proactive for mm-hmm. like MMA. But even it, I would I would challenge even like people who are only doing jujitsu to maybe think about uh trying to uh, escape from bottom when they're pinned i mean there are a lot of people who are great at like doing submissions from their back uh but you know you can maybe think about getting on top or you know sweeping or doing these other other oh, things yeah. besides just uh going for like the, the triangle choke or something oh yeah and or like i know when i was i know when i was like a blue belt <laughs> i uh i got good at doing the uh the nogi Ezekiel from mm-hmm. bottom mm-hmm. and like it's just such it's funny but it's like you're pinned the whole time if the person is not bad you're not going to catch them in that usually yeah and uh you know that's the other thing it's just like 
building up the idea in people's minds that like remembering that there is an advent there's an advantage to being on top and so no matter how good you are at playing guard don't just do that because essentially there are like plenty of times where say someone's doing loose passing right so any type of outside pass where they're not pinning your hips it's pretty common that when people are trying to control the feet to pass they uh they will back up like they'll take a step back before re-entering if they're not good at pinning the hips and it's like uh that's one thing I've started doing a ton is I just stand up anytime I do that. Because it's like literally every time they take that step back, you just block the technical stand up. And it's just so weird that people who like compete in jiu-jitsu regularly are not used to like that alone. Like especially if there's someone who's a wrestler who's worked really hard to get a double leg as an example. They spend all this energy, they take you down, and then they back up for a second to reset on a guard pass. And then you stand up and then they're like, wait. That's allowed, yeah. and it's like, but that's literally like that's the basis of, you know, martial arts is like getting back to your feet in the most powerful position, and like everyone who is honest in a self defense class will say, your best chance is to get up and run away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can stay on your feet, or if you can take it down to get back onto your yeah. feet, yeah, it's it's super important. It's such an underutilized skill, and that goes back to the thing that's really different with catch wrestlers is it's like, um. They don't pause in positions because they think they're and they have to. Because they're not playing just to that specific IBJJF usually, you know, rule set. Um, yeah, and yeah. it shows. Yeah, because then like a lot of times in the rule sets you have to pause in a certain position to get the points, right? Right, which is yeah, yeah. counterproductive to counterproductive to the best crap, in my opinion. Like uh, yeah, and then what do you think about, uh, say, like, points versus, like, sub only and, like, no gi? I, so, it's, I heavily prefer sub only, but it just depends on, like, the, the issue is obviously pushing the pace. Um, because, you know, you have scenarios where it's, like, Kyle Chambers and uh, I, Isaac uh, Michelle, where it went, like, two hours on who's number one. And that actually is a thing where, um, where, again, I think that, Adding in the idea of like, I don't know, you know, depending, people in Jiu-Jitsu would definitely have an uproar about this, but like, I think adding in the idea of the pin once past a guard, so obviously not half guard pinned, but like side control pinned, I think if we're doing sub only, that solves a lot of those problems. Because mm -hmm. uh, in that match, especially like, uh, Chambers was stalling a lot, which he was doing fine. Like that's the rule set; it's fine. But it's like, it's not good for competitors uh, because you don't want to be out there for two hours, and it's not good for viewers because it's boring to watch that for two hours. If someone's like, or Gordon, the way Gordon's been doing with like Pedro Mourinho and Wagner and those where he's been going to mount, getting both their elbows above their heads and looking for smothers, like, I mean. If you're not tapping, I guess it's not a sub, but like, you're submitted, bro. Like, come on. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that would be a good, in my opinion, and that's the thing also with, uh, at some point I want to run a gym. Um, that definitely is something I plan on having as like a normal uh, training tool at minimum of doing sub-only matches with pins because I think it's, um, I, think there's a, I think that solves a lot of problems. Like you have a lot of stalling and EBI rules 
uh, and then also like the the starting out in spider web and back control, like the overemphasizing of those positions. I don't really see the reason for it, um, but I will say I like both of them better than the IBJJF. I probably like ADCC rules the most, um, but they all have their you know problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah personally, like, yeah, yeah. I, I really like what you're saying, and then also, yeah, I'm not a fan of points like whatsoever, just because it's like not part of catch wrestling. So. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm if, if you pull right, and we're in close guard, and like old school, like Dean Lester, I just fall back and go for a leg lock, and say I don't quite get it, and you come up, it's like. You know, are you should you really get all of the credit when I'm the one initiating? You know what I'm saying? Attacks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think someone uh, recently—I don't sure remember who it was—but they mentioned where it's like in, in soccer, you you only get points for making goals. You don't get points for like corner kicks or you know. You know that's a really good actually. That's a very good way of describing it. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically, it's like yeah, it's like in a lot of these these rule sets where you have points, it's like you're getting credit for like almost, or like shots towards the goal, but you know, the goalie blocked it. But you can't get a point for that. It's, I think anybody who watches jujitsu, I think that like, I know there's like constantly the question of like, uh, what organization is better for the growth of jujitsu? And it's like, you know, people like Robert Drysdale will talk about how it's like the IBJJF because they have the most competitions for amateurs. And then other people will talk about it's the ADCC because it gets the most people watching and that gets more people into the sport. Um, I definitely lean more towards the latter of those two. I think the IBJJF is, uh, it's good that they have a lot of competitions, but at the same time, I think that, um, I know for me personally, the, just that, exactly what we're talking about, that rule set, um, where you have a lot of like, you get credit for almost doing something, um, and then, you know, there's a lot of squirrely stuff with who gets how much credit, depending on. Um, I think that sours a lot more people on the sport than uh, the proponents of it would uh, be willing to admit. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I know for me, like, the, the, fact, that, the fact that at Purple Belt in uh, IBJJF, even at Pans and Worlds, knee bars are not legal at Purple Belt. Mm. But, but everyone is going to try to bear and bowl up. But mm -hmm. like, it's like, yeah. I can't toe hold or knee bar this dude. Like, he is giving it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're putting their feet in your face, basically. And so it's teaching, like, I, I unironically do think that that is like, that is a pretty good example of like, it literally teaches worse grappling, mm -hmm. you know, and you're rewarded for it. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, really, really great point. So, um, you're going to be moving away though? Are you going to be starting a new school somewhere? Or? That's that's the hope of uh, moving with uh, my fiance to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, where it's closer to where her family is, it's halfway between my family and her family. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it'll be also near the, it'll be close to, uh, closer to the uh, headquarters, you know, Daisy Fresh, and then also we'll be about two and a half hours from uh, Dante Vale and Jim to go. So we'll definitely go check them out. And yeah, we'll see. Basically we'll train at gyms at Grand Rapids for probably a year or two. Um, hopefully get my brown belt soon. Uh, and yeah, I don't know how impatient I'll be, but hopefully I start in school in the next two years. Okay, awesome. How can people contact you? Yeah, so uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, at D-R-E-W period R-I-C-E 
Um, and that's probably the best way. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you for taking your time. To talk thank to you. Me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Yeah.